Bronan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the Zomundo podcast. In the golden age of podcasts, there was but one undreamed of. And unto this Zumundo, destined to wear the crown of pop culture upon a troubled brow. You are now listening to Doolin and Keith on. The Zumundo and podcast. welcome to Zumundo Podcast, episode thirty-six. Six? I almost said five. Last <laughs> that was week last was week. 30, yeah. yeah, last week was thirty-five. Even though in my show notes it said thirty-three, uh, and also I spelled episode wrong with an extra p. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for that bit Thank of information. You. Hey, before we get started today, uh, I just wanted to give a big shout out to uh, our boys Matt, Mark, and Miles over there at uh, That's Fair Podcasting. And uh, they they gave oh. us they gave us a little shout out on their last episode, awesome. and they also uh, in in honor of Zumondo Podcast, they did brews with their show. So uh, that's just, awesome. And I just want to tell them thank you, and you'll be hearing from our lawyers, motherfucker. Thanks, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright infringement. Uh, Nobody they, can drink yeah. during a podcast but us. Well, <laughs> I'm Keith, and and you're. I don't know who I am anymore. You man. know, I got to show you this uh, text message. This is happening live. Um, uh, you got a text message coming in now? No, thanks for the shout out on the show. Uh, somebody listens to. Oh, sweet. Yeah, Who's that, that? That was. We can't give him a double shout out. I. I that's why oh, I don't say his name. Oh, okay. But yeah, because you don't. You don't get two. You only get one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need some axe gun so I don't talk like Arnold all night. <laughs> Not a tumor. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this week's show is going to be uh, a little different. A little different. Um, uh, we couldn't get a hold of Uncle Chuck for tonight, and uh, Comic Man is something out sick this a, week. Probably a probation. Yeah, probably something having to do with his house arrest. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> and uh, Comic Man's taking a knee. He's under the weather this week. He's not feeling too well. So we love you though. Speedy recovery to you, Comic Man. We uh, we miss you and we love you. I wish I knew how to quit you. <laughs> we just had a, you know, that the behind the scenes of a podcast are just as entertaining as the show. I, I, I assure you, uh, we just had a great conversation about that movie. Um, which that, okay. That doesn't sound what, right. But oh, Brokeback you know, Mountain. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was kinda, a good movie. Yeah, I mean, it's I cla- like great actors in the movie. And stuff. I mean, no, it was. I mean, like it was a acting, big deal. It was a big deal, and that was like one of the first movies that I saw Heath Ledger in, where I was like, "Wow, this dude can act, man! Yeah, he can act. Um, good stuff." I watched The Knight's Tale recently, and, then, and I remember uh, reading um, articles that Jake Gyllenhaal would talk about, like you know, because they're both two straight men, right, performing that movie together. It's kind of like two British men playing American. Men. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but they had to like do some like really explicit like stuff together, you know, oh, really? on camera. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's in, that's like the big. Part of the movie and they're two straight men doing that and okay. so well, the um yeah they're acting and uh jake gyllenhaal said like there's they're like hey so you know you're a straight man playing a gay man in the movie like how did you do it and he's like he's like i looked at it i looked at it like jumping into a cold bath man i just i just went in i just went in and did it and you know and, and good for them because was, was that jake or uh heath uh jake gyllenhaal said no. that in like an article several years ago i just remember reading it but uh, yeah, but uh, all right, we're, we're getting off topic talking about Brokeback Mountain. And yeah, stuff, I would so. make a joke about how Heath did it, but he's passed away, and I, I like yeah. him. So like, <laughs> we yeah, we miss you, Keith. we miss you, Heath. I almost said Keith. I'm, well, I missed you too this week. Yeah. <laughs> How's your week been? Man? I can't quit you. Uh, yeah, um, it's it's been interesting, man. I watched a couple of interesting movies. I saw um, Gravity, the space movie with um, Sandra Bullock and George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty crazy. Um, 
it reminded me of the Martian, which is a fantastic film. I love um, the Martian. And, uh, you know, this is good too, in its own way. And like the silence of the explosion and stuff is pretty wild. I'm not going to get a full movie review about it or anything. Yeah. Uh, also watched a night's tale again, uh, for like the eight millionth time. I never cared for it. Kind of getting pumped up for the mega on that because, mm-hmm. um, cause we know old boy's going to be there. You know, well, the movie was filmed in a very specific way too, which we can talk about at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the reason there's queen in it and like other and David Bowie and stuff like that is, uh, is it, it was trying to capture like how the music would have sounded to the people at the time. Like yeah, it'd be no, just I, as exciting. I, I understood. Yeah. I just yeah. didn't. And they used smaller horses that had a different gait, so they looked cooler when they walked, I guess, or right. something. And I don't know a lot about horses, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, I just watched, you know, I had the DVD, man, so I watched all the stuff hey, back fair. in the day, you know, um, and I just remember that. Uh, other than that, how was your week? Uh, week week's going pretty well. Nice. Um, we're I, I'm excited. We're, um, we're going to hit uh, the Ren Fairs in town. We're going to hit that this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, looking forward to that. So, uh, of all of my... We're both on two different... Maybe I should go both well, I'm, I'm going. I'm going on Saturday, but then I'm going with you on the 28th, See, I I'm think. I'm going to go on Sunday, but then I was going to go with you. Maybe I'll go Saturday and Sunday. Who knows? Who, Who cares? Knows? Who knows, yeah. man? Yeah, I got my weekends open for the most part for a little while because uh, one of my jobs, one of my clients that... Um, he have that I, job. That I, that I work for, uh, they're they're going to be closed for a month. So, I've got I've got my, my usual Saturday, Sunday gigs are free for a little while. While, so. That's cool. Yeah, little, I'll be a little cash light, but uh, it'll be nice to have the weekends off. Some downtime. Yeah, but anyways, uh, that's enough about that. You want to go ahead and jump into some brews, news, and reviews? Do I? All right, let's do it. And now, brews, news, and reviews. It's. Dinks. You mean turn your headphones down a little no, bit? No, I got I got them amped up. I you love were it. Like, yeah, yeah, they're pretty loud though. <laughs> it's like at the start of the show, he's like, "Turn up my headphones. Turn them more. Turn, turn them more. Them turn them more." And now, up. when we were listening to the turn things, he's up. like, he's holding the, the like headphones holding. away from his ears. I'm like, "Yeah, it's a little too loud, isn't it?" I, I have to say, I enjoy the sound of my own voice. Uh, <laughs> well, we got some brews, we got some news, we got some reviews to get into here for tonight. Um, before we start with the news, uh, of course, we go with the brews, first of all. And uh, I think we're, we're both kind of sipping sort of the same thing. Vodka's kind of like, been the drink of choice lately. You know, we're trying to cut weight, and that's really what it is. Yeah. And, 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 you know, alcoholism and dietating and dietating, dietating, dietitians, titrating and fitness um, don't really go hand in hand. So. <laughs> You're just making shit up now. Yeah. No, those are uh, all words, right? <laughs> um, Sounds like a perfectly cromulent word to me, man. Cromulent. No, it's Romulan. Um, but no, yeah, yeah. So I'm having a, a vodka. To- no, I'm not. I'm lying. Uh, I've only had one, I swear. Uh, a, a Red Bull vodka, but it's it's a sugar-free Red Bull. Yeah. yeah. And I'm having a uh, little Grey Goose with some soda. And I put a little splash of uh, little splash of Diet Mountain Dew in there for, for flavor. Okay. And a little bit of uh, Smirnoff lemon vodka for flavor. All right. Just so it doesn't just... And then and then I topped it off with just a little splash of that Red Bull. So just, it's, just in case there wasn't enough alcohol. Yeah, there. exactly. That's um, funny. I had a cool mimosa the other day with grapefruit juice in it. That would okay. be what I would review. I've never done that before, but apparently it's a thing. Don't care for grapefruit juice. I Not love grapefruit thing. juice. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. You know, they have these drinks called like Greyhounds and Salty Dogs, depending mm-hmm. on where you come from. Salty Dog is, you know, it's, it's grapefruit and vodka, right? Mm-hmm. What's not to like? But oh, it, wait, I, go ahead. Up in like, uh, in you know, like uh, in the Hampton Roads area and stuff, you go to a place, you get a Greyhound mm-hmm. and it's it's got a lime and it's got salt around the thing mm-hmm. and it's kind of like somebody's like, "Hey, can I have a vodka cranberry, or can I can I have a Cape Cod?" <laughs> Cape you know? Cod. And when you say Cape Cod, everybody's like, "Go to hell." Like, yeah, <laughs> like, we know you're not from here. 
Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty funny. Oh, yeah. I just it, as a, a show note, you guys can't see us or whatever. So we're, we're sitting at my table and my my, oh, girl, my, my girlfriend's daughter bought flowers for her mother. And they are sitting in the center of the table, and I'm like, I'm have to like look over the yeah. flowers to see Keith. So I feel like we're kind of at. Uh, it's like the, I should probably light a candle it's or like something. The Batman. I thought this was for me, but <laughs> no, yeah. no, I don't like you that much. Are these man. Uh, these going to turn into real sunflowers and pick seeds and stuff? I have no idea. They're huge. Probably not. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> all right. Anyways, so uh, so that's the bruise. Um, can you mind if I kick off the news real quick? Sure. All right. So one. Sure. sure. I gotta learn how to speak. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Speak through words. Please do the news. All right. So um, something I definitely did not have on my 2024 bingo card was uh, George Carlin's back from the dead for a uh, for an all new hour long comedy special. Wait, did we clone him? What happened? Okay, so um, so I don't know. It, you are familiar with the Dudesy podcast, I'm sure, because uh, Will Sasso, who's forever doing oh his, my uh, god, I love his Will Jesse Sasso. the Body Ventura impersonation, which is so funny. <laughs> I almost want to do it when when I was a man. <laughs> He's like when I was a Navy SEAL in Vietnam. Be like, yeah, Will Sasso does the best. The best impersonation of Jesse Ventura in the in the whole world. So it's it's on his podcast, uh, the Dudesy podcast. And what they did is they have this AI that they use for a lot of different things. And sometimes they'll put out like fake movie trailers. Like I showed you the one they did with uh, Tom Hanks with Uncle Bus or whatever, where you know like it was completely written oh, no, and performed by, by AI. But anyways, they they do a lot of stuff okay. messing around with AI. So they an AI they had an AI. Not only a master of comedy, he's a master of AI. Yeah, but so they had AI write and perform yes an entire hour long George Carlin stand up special, and it's available on YouTube to watch. And it's called George Carlin. I'm glad I'm dead. This is awesome, dude. So, uh, so just to give you a, I'm gonna give. Is give it you guys animated a, or is it? Yeah, just yeah. Sound? No, it's animated too. Oh my like gosh. you can actually go and watch it. It's completely animated with AI as well as like listening to it. If anybody knows anything about me, I'm like obsessed with Will Sasso because I'm obsessed with like Arnold and Jesse and all these guys. Like it just, it's it, this guy can do no wrong. It's probably comedic mm-hmm. genius. Well, so uh, you know what? It, it, they really. I mean, I don't know if. Um, it's gold. Jerry. I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's something that uh, George Carlin would come up with, but they really did capture the essence of George Carlin with this. He was pretty good. I man. mean, and it's and it's really like if you want to, if you ever ask yourself like um, what George Carlin's takes on the estate of the modern world might have been, this is a good place to look. Now, you know, we 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 can't know for sure, obviously, right, right. and I know that his daughter came out and said that she does she does not like the fact that they did this. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, well, and I, understandably I so, that, yeah. but I'm going to play a little clip from... Um, I feel like they did it from a place of love, though. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't disrespectful, but I'm going to play a little clip from um, <laughs> the George Carlin, I'm Glad I'm Dead 2024 stand-up special starring <laughs> the late, great George Carlin. Here we go. Intelligent head. A fart was in the middle of a very nasty divorce, so she went to her sister. Hang on, wait a minute. I'm going to fast forward Bro, just that a little like bit. Him. Doesn't that sound like him? Hold on, I just want to fast forward. Was that me laughing? No, they were. Oh. That's the dudesy guys watching. Oh, that's crazy. That's Hang not. On. That's there. Crazy. You have it. Stand up comedy Here we go. is dead. Literally, I might be the first stand up comic to be brought back from the dead by AI, but I certainly won't be the last. Does it sound like Pryor, him. Joan Rivers, Bill Hicks, Robin oh, Williams, Dick this. Gregory, Andy Kaufman, Moms Mabley, Sam Kinison. Everybody's coming back. This is great. Isn't this crazy? Twenty four hour a day, seven day a week. 
365 day a year streams commenting <laughs> everything that's happening in the world as it happens. AI resurrected stand-up comedians are going to be the news anchors of the next decade, oh which God, dude, now dude. that I think of it means news anchors are probably out of a job too. Wow. <laughs> got and the laugh I know tracks that some in there. people are going to be against that. Some people are always going to want a real uh, flesh and blood human being observing the world and telling jokes about it. And I get that. I really do. Yeah. But if anyway, so I, I, I want to play it. I don't want to let wow. it play for too long. If you want to listen to the whole thing, it's all it's it's completely free on YouTube. Just Google in or just uh, type in uh, George Carlin. I'm glad I'm dead, and it's an hour long stand up comedy special written and performed by an AI to emulate George Carlin. And yeah. th that's dude, that sounds like George you know, Carlin. I, I, man. I hadn't heard any of it until you just did that. That's way better than I thought it would be. Right? Yeah. Good voice. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's creepy. So, yeah, so that's... Uh, I, for one, am bowing to our robot lords. <laughs> I, for one, welcome our AI overlords. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. Uh, so that's uh, so that that's a little... I got some more things to talk about, but I'll, I'll let you talk about this something. This is related to that comment. Okay. So there's a comment made by Michael Bean in the original Terminator, and she's like, I what you're this, talking yeah. about doesn't make sense. They can't make weapons like that. And he goes, not for about 40 years. And now is... 2024. 40, 40, 40 years later, man. Yeah, phase plasma rifle in a 40-watt range. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring it on. Let's go. Uh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna win. Don't worry, humanity always survives. I believe in you. I don't know about that, man. I believe in all of you. We're gonna humanity. Be right. Humanity will always survive until it doesn't. Yeah, we won't know. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, uh, well, that got grim. Yeah. Here I got uh, the Mandalorian is getting a film. That's I. That's the, literally the next thing I was gonna bring up. Well, let's talk about it. It's going to be directed okay. by John Favreau, who is okay. also the guy who created the series to begin with. Okay. Which is good, because if he has good uh, ideas for where he wanted the show to go, maybe he's got a good director's, excuse me, eye for mm -hmm. a movie. Yeah, well, that's uh, Mandalorian and Grogu coming to theaters 2025. Yeah, pretty, some people say they're Grogu'd out. I like Grogu. I'm, I'm, cool. I'm, I'm Gro I, I, I don't. I don't care much for Grogu, and I'll tell you why. Like he was fine in like seasons one and two. I, I um, like season one, but like, but the two. whole point of like the Mandalorian story in season one and two was to find the Jedi to give Grogu over to the Jedi, and there was like a big heartfelt goodbye at the Spoilers. end of season two. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen it, um, he Luke hands came over and got him. Right? Yeah, he, okay. he hands over Grogu to Luke Skywalker. I never saw that. I, I, didn't oh, get it, that far, I mean, yeah. it's a, and it's a very emotional scene. Like he, you know, he says goodbye through tears and so everything. Yoda trained Luke, but Luke trains baby Yoda. <laughs> far out. But then Dick York, when they uh, Dick Sergeant, wait a second, Sergeant York, as if. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's all right. Um, so, as I was saying, um, they they came, he came back like in, in when they did uh, Book of Boba Fett, which did not have a book in it and had very little Boba Fett for that matter. Um, they <laughs> Grogu comes back and rejoins the Mandalorian, and I'm just like, well, then what the hell was the purpose as of a, all that? Still as a, like a little guy? Yeah, like he he decided he didn't want to continue his Jedi training and he wanted to go be with uh, you know J Din. Dinjarin, who's a Mandalorian, because so that was kind of, that's kind of his father figure, sort of, yeah. even though he's older than him. But you know, yeah, he was like fifty seven or something. And he's, he's like he's like fifty five years old. Yeah, in he's the first like, episode. what's the target? He's like fifty six years old or something. Yeah, it's very. Right. But yeah, so so when when I think about like the man the Mandalorian and Grogu in a movie together, I'm like, they really should have just went forward with the Mandalorian and left Grogu to you know do something else. Well, here's the deal. Um, if they're doing to wrap up a series, it's been done pretty well. Firefly got Serenity. 
Yeah. And apparently it closed out the series very well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Quantum Leap got a great movie, but, uh, you know, there's Quantum been, Leap did not get a movie. No, now. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm making a joke, but the, uh, it's a bad one, uh, as most of mine are historically, but you know, you can finish up a, a series with a film and a lot of times people have been trying to, trying to, you know, I don't know. Are they trying to just wrap it up or trying to make more money? Trying to put something in the box office that's going to sell? I don't know. But check this out. You know, they got a real problem with these movies. What's that? Is it AI? (laughs) With Disney. Maybe, maybe it is. But, um, if you notice like yet Star Wars, a new hope, empire strikes back, return of the Jedi, silly titles, albeit. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you've got all this other stuff, but now they're all called like solo Ahsoka, the Mandalorian. Yeah. You might as well be like Princess Leia, Luke Skywalker. Like the movies are just somebody's name. Yeah. Kind of weird. Yeah. They'll somebody, let you know somebody, who they're spotlighting, yeah, I guess. I want to say, uh, I want to say, uh, Chris Gore and, uh, Greg and all those guys from, uh, Nerd Erotic pointed that out. And I was kind of like, wow, man, I never really noticed that. Yeah. But, but that is a thing. Yeah. It, it is the thing. Yeah. Um, if you called it like the gunslinging badass from Tatooine, like it could be a better movie. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm like I'm here to I'm here to talk about the news and stuff, and so I'll always bring up like Star Wars content and stuff. But I'm yeah. just I'm just kind of done yeah, with Star Wars, man. Like, and I'm not saying that out of like bitterness or spite or anger because I know that there's I love Star Wars. yeah. I mean, I love what Star Wars used to be, and I miss loving Star Wars. You that's, know what I mean, dude? You know how many people say that all I know, the time? Like, yeah. I see that constantly being well, said. I think or the, hear it, yeah. and I think the biggest uh, the biggest problem that I've run into over the years or over these past few years is like. There seems to be a real contempt for the fans. You know what I mean? Like Disney. You know, I I denied this for a long time, but now I see it. Yeah. Now I see it. There's, I don't know. It's like somebody who is asking you to buy something, but they're insulting you at the same time. It's like a drug dealer. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't want none of this, do we? Yeah. So no. I mean, so I'll, I'll I'll always report on it, but like you, you probably you're probably never gonna hear me talk about like Star Wars for a review or something because I just I just I'm kind of tuned out of it, and that's know? why you have me. But listen, if, if you're out there and you're listening and you love everything that Disney Star Wars has done, I awesome man, I commend you for it, and I am so happy that you found something in it that I didn't. Or I found things like in Ahsoka that I liked. Yeah, I overall it was, it was the pacing was weird and stuff, but. uh yeah, I can find the good Where, when I watch. I mean, I haven't watched everything, but you know, yeah, yeah. I, I did, mean, like, I did my homework. I'm like, I'll always, I'll always love my memories with Star <laughs> Wars. But you know, moving forward, I just kind of broke up with Star well, Wars. Since we hit your second news story, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump to this third one. Okay, this is more sad stuff. Um, okay, so Echo just came out to mixed reviews. Um, no, I, and all I'm gonna say is it's out. Check it out. Marvel's, mm-hmm. Marvel's new show. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. Um, our, our boy Nino watched it. Yeah, and uh, he Nino was he a guest was, on the show. Yeah, you guys might remember. Him. Yeah, he was he was in the uh, episode entitled Nino Polian. Um, <laughs> but he, we, so we were at me and Nino were out last night, and he was like, "I watched Echo," and I was like, "What do you think?" And he just goes, <sighs> "He goes, it's so bad." Oh, I was like, I was like, and you watched the whole thing? He goes, "Yeah." I'm like, "Why did you do that?" And he's like, "Just because I have to." Yeah, I'm not Jones gonna watch that. You know what I'm gonna jump into though is this new Percy Jackson show. I've heard good things. Oh, uh, Greek mythology, Harry Potter. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you put it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna check that out though. That's cool. I mean, yeah. I enjoyed I enjoyed the movie. Oh yeah, man. There was a bunch of them, right? Uh, I think there might have been a couple of them. I think I only saw the first one. Though. Right, we have a weird age group because, like, I, I was talking to a friend of ours, and he's like, "Yeah, I read those." Yeah, I was like, "Really? Like, how old are you?" Like, 
Uh, I mean, it's it, it it's it's a cool premise. Like, I, I dig it. It's fine for right. what it is. You know, um, I'm, I'm not like chomping at the bits to watch the show or anything. But you know, you you have a daughter who's like in that age category to probably enjoy that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Plus, and plus, she's, she's the one. And, like, I'm going to check and, it out for and, her. And yeah. your daughter is literally named after a Greek god, so there's there's that as well. Or <laughs> she is. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, she's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, yeah, here we'll go from the uh, the make believe to the real back to the make believe. So, okay. uh, Linda Ronstadt, uh, okay. there's going to be an upcoming biography movie coming out, and Selena Gomez has been cast to play her. In Interesting. It. I saw a picture of them in the thing. They kind of actually don't look alike, but they don't look too different that well, it's like weird. You'd be surprised what you can, you can do. Pull with, yeah, yeah, I think you can pull off. I and mean, these think are about just regular pictures. Think about Charlie's Theron playing uh, in the role of monster, playing the. Uh, serial killer Eileen Warnos. I know. And that, oh my God. Like, so Charlie's there. I'm not aware of this. Uh, Charlie, well, there was, so there I know, was, a, I know the movie, but I don't yeah. know. Like, so Charlie's there. And like, if, if you watch the movie, so Eileen Warnos, not an attractive woman at all. <laughs> Um, you know, Gross. yeah, well, but you know, Charlie Theron, especially like 20 years ago when she, that dropped that gorgeous one, beautiful woman. Okay. And when you watch her in that movie, oh God, they uglied her up, man. Like, well, and yeah. makeup, you know, yeah, like it, special effects at that it, point, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so, I mean, you can do some, you can do a lot with makeup. If you don't know who Linda Rondestat was, she's a, uh, a famous singer, um, and, and has quite the career. Um, her last album came out in 2006, actually, and she was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease in 2013. Mm-hmm. She she didn't just like fall off after that. Um, she's she performed her last concert in 2019. So mm-hmm. this should be interesting. Um, you know she's got a you know pretty big body of work out there, and and uh, you know she's one of those people that when 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 she's no longer here, she's going to be missed. You know. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's cool. She's getting a biopic, and Selena Gomez, a singer herself, right? Yeah, she's yeah, yeah she's a um, pretty big pop singer. Like yeah, she, I think she started on the Disney Channel when she yep, was little yep. doing stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when she, she grew up and went out and became a pop singer, kind of like Miley Cyrus, same same thing, really. Yeah, Miley, yeah. Um, but, yeah but, I, I mean, she's she's a talented singer. She she pulled it off. Yeah, I think it'll be cool. So I love music stuff and rock and roll especially. So, you mm-hmm. know, I'll probably check that out, honestly. Um, um, I've, I've got some kind of uh, semi-sweet, semi-bittersweet news kind of to talk about a little like bit. Like a bittersweet symphony? Yeah, kind of, yeah. A little bit. Um, so uh, you know, as as we know on the show, we're 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 real big fans of Bruce Willis, mm. um, and you know, and of course, and unfortunately, you know, Bruce Willis. Has, I know he hasn't passed because you. Well, no, he you, hasn't. No, no, no. Oh, he had, no, it, no. It would have been a Zubundo farewell. Yeah, if he I was passed. like, oh, um, but but you know, don't break my heart. But you know, Bruce Willis, you know, Die Hard, one one of, one of uh, your all time favorite movies ever. Tons, yeah. tons, just so many great movies to his name. Um, but of course, he has um, dementia now. Um, kind of the non he's 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 pretty much nonverbal at this right, point. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I'm I, I, that. Yeah, and so uh, as you know, famously he was married to Demi Moore for several years. It's pronounced Demi. I'm sorry, Demi Moore. No, yeah, Demi Moore. Um, yeah. So and they they divorced some years ago, but they Indeed. but they actually stayed really close friends over the years. Yeah, and I stuff think like I that. think they had a a, a good. Breakup, if that's the thing. Yeah, they had a very amicable breakup, and they stayed close friends over the years well, and so. stuff. So uh, Demi Moore actually moved in next door to Bruce Willis Aww. during his final. And she said, she's going to live there and be there with him like till the end and stuff. So, I mean, that's kind of a really, I'm actually getting a little choked up I'm talking about I'm not much of an it. emotional guy, but that's pretty yeah, freaking cool. I mean, man. to have your, you know, your ex-wife slash, you know, best friend, just like, that's awesome, like this, your, these are your last days. I'm going to move in. I'm going to be here with you till the end. So, oh I mean, so I know I'm actually getting a little choked up talking about it. Wow, but, um, I didn't know that was news, but yeah, I'm, I mean, I I'm saw glad it, you told me. I that. saw it yesterday, and I was just—I was so moved by it that I wanted to talk about it on the show for a minute. 
So well, I'm glad you did. Yeah. All right, bring it bring it back up now, man. <laughs> I might bring it back down, but bring it back up. We'll All talk right. about family reunion, real life one. So Mark Hamill actually got to meet his Star Wars mother at the Golden Globes. This oh, year. I saw that. Yeah, uh, he he got to meet Natalie Portman in the flesh, <laughs> who is younger than he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Time travel, right? Um, and prequels. Uh, you would think people in Hollywood just knew everybody, right? Like you're, you're. She was in three Star Wars movies. Yeah, three. Mark Hamill was in like five. Right, you'd think at right. some point at a Comic Con or something, these people would just mash up and see each other and be like, "Hey, what's up?" One would think, yeah. But I mean, but apparently, but Natalie Portman met. isn't really the type of person to do the convention circuits and stuff. Like, you know, when know you that. have people like Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill. Like, their career really only went as far as Star Wars. Carrie I mean, of course, Fisher they did. A lot of stuff, it, I mean, so they did Mark some, Hamill. Yeah, they did some other stuff too. But like, Mark Hamill, comic adjacent. Literally was the voice and yeah. Batman of the Joker. So, so you know, comic. Yeah. So people like Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill. Um, Carrie Fisher was in the Burbs. Yeah, that was one um, of the greatest movies ever. They they would. I mean, they did other movies and stuff, but they would actually make a spend a lot of their time touring the convention circuits and stuff like that. That's cool. Someone like Natalie Portman. She went to college. And, no, yeah, I mean she's. I mean she's done so many other movies to her credit. Like she's not just known for Star Wars, so it doesn't right. really. It, it makes sense that they, they might not have for met. Thor. Yeah. Another reason to go to a Comic-Con. Yeah, exactly. All right, but, do your part, Natalie. Show up. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But no, that's kind of cool. So he posted on Twitagra or whatever it's called now, X, Twix. Twix. Well, let's call it Twix. I like that. I, I like Twitagra. Yeah. Because you remember in uh, in Hot Tub Time Machine, he's like, he's like, we can take Twitter and Viagra, whatever the hell that is, and combine them and make Twitagra. Like, oh, my gosh. Know, he's talking about change the future. Anyway, so <laughs> he posted it. That was kind of cool. All mm-hmm. right. So let's go back to real life. All right. All right. There's a movie called The Dynasty. Got a trailer. And it's about the Patriots rise to start. <laughs> okay. Which, it's a football team. Okay. Um, the, fu- the football is like. The people. foosball, Bobby yeah. Boucher. All right, I'm not going to break down what football is to Duan because he's never seen it. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. He calls it sports ball. I do uh, call it sports ball. Sports ball. Uh, so that's kind of neat. And if you love what's that guy's name, Tom Brady, then you're going to love that movie. If you love the Patriots, you're going to love that movie. Sure. Yeah, it's it's cool. Uh, football documentary <laughs> documentaries are awesome. You know. Yeah. Uh, and then the last uh, movie. No, oh my God, two more movie news. ISS got a trailer, which is uh, it, you know, ISS is the International Space Station. It's the joint space station between the Russians and Americans. Sure. Uh, and it looks like this one. Somebody's looking out the window, and then like a nuclear war happens. Oh. And they both get messages to take each other out. Oh. So it's like snap. So it's like there's like three and three, right? I like that. And there's like two teams of people pitted against each other. Oh, I wouldn't even in the confines of a space station, but in the vastness of space. I wouldn't participate in that. I'm like, there's a new like okay, let's, uh, bro, say, let's hey, say let's open the bottle of vodka yeah, and just man. live out the hey, rest man, of our days. We're just we're up here, they're down there. I ain't killing like dude, no. we're we're in this. I don't care what country we're from, we're in this together, yeah, yeah, man. Like, we have we got our own problems up here. Yeah. We're gonna start marshing it out and growing potatoes in our poop. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, but the trailer was actually kind of cool. And it, since I had just watched the Gravity movie, I was like, oh, sweet. Like, let's do this. Uh, yeah, George Clooney is not in that movie, uh, for the record. Anyway, uh, the last thing I got for movie and stuff is, uh, and I got two short gaming things. It, we'll go back to you here in a second. Uh, Jacob Elordi, I don't want to mess up his name. Elordi has been cast as Frankenstein in Guillermo del Toro's adaptation of the film and story. That'll be interesting. Yeah, he was just in this movie that people keep asking about, Saltburn, which I had not watched um, yet. But I will. I will. Okay. Because um, I know a bunch of movie buffs. and He was also in Priscilla, too, where he played 
Elvis Presley. So I mean, this yeah. guy's got some decent. I mean, I, and, 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 I, and I and I like I, I'm usually very quick to say another remake, another reboot, whatever. But uh, and Frankenstein's been done a lot, but I really would it's, not it's mind seeing. Um, Guillermo del Toro's spin on it because he just has know, such a right? cool. He's, I mean, do you ever watch Pan's Labyrinth? That's crazy. That movie's nuts, man. The movie doesn't even make sense. Yeah, like I've literally I seen mean, it well, advertised as like four different well, types. Well, there's of a movie. few different. There's a few different uh, interpretations of the movie, and it's kind of open to. It's her dealing with the stress potentially. I mean, may, maybe she did die and move on to the afterlife, or like maybe a, she went to another world, like a, like a Jake. Jacob's Ladder type thing. Yeah, I've heard, or, you know? or maybe it's in her head. Like yeah. you just kind of have to draw your own conclusions. Or maybe on that. it's real. But I mean, but like the visuals on that were amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very psychedelic. Mm-hmm. Uh, very cool. I actually wouldn't mind seeing his take on some other classic stories too. Um, we'll call him up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, Guillermo, if uh, if you're listening, uh, you know you should do like um, you should do Dolan's idea. <laughs> yeah, you should do like Alice in Wonderland or something. I think that'd be really cool. Oh, that would be wild. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, visually though, you got to say that that movie is just crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was all over the place. Another really well talked about film where nobody can actually put their finger on it, which mm-hmm. is kind of neat. It makes you think. It does make you think. You got anything else over there? I got one more little thing, um, and it's just kind of funny. A little, it's actually a little bit of comic book news, which I, which I thought was kind of cute. Um, Batman and Scooby Doo Mysteries number one yes. uh, just hit the shelves, and uh, for those for the uh, discerning Scooby Doo fan, um, I know some years ago there was a. Uh, there was a Batman meets Scooby Doo like cartoon special. Like mm-hmm. you can like you can find it. Um, it's probably streaming, probably on Cinemax or not Cinemax, HBO Max. Okay, if you have it. Uh, but anyways, so this is a, uh, a Batman Scooby Doo crossover comic book that brings Scooby, Shaggy, Velma, Daphne, and Fred to a haunted circus where none other than Dead Man seems to be the one behind the spooky incidences. With Haley's Circus being the center of it all, the tent famous for the Flying Grayson and their detectives work together. This sounds like uh, Five Nights at Freddy's almost. Kind of, yeah. yeah I like so it. They unearth some interesting clues that re- lead to an encounter with the Spectre itself, but is it a regular mystery, or has an otherwise friendly ghost turned into a vengeful spirit looking to turn the circus into his playground? So that's gonna that's with uh, Batman and it. Scooby-Doo, man. I love it's, it. Yeah, it's a little, little team-up. Um, you know, so if you're a fan, that's that's on the shelves. Go, go, go down to your local comic book store. Support your local comic book store. Oh, yeah. And pick good. it up. You know, I've yeah. always, every time I uh, drive by Jason's shop. I still I, I pop in and I try to buy something. So I drive by there all the time and I don't. Yeah, I need to. Well, I do. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like you know, it's funny because like we when we were kids, I love that little guy, little yeah. bit of a backstory. So when uh, there's there's a guy named Jason in our town. He owns local comic book shop. He has owned the local comic book shop here in town since me and Keith Forever. were kids. Forever. So like we were kids. We were like 13, 14 years old, and we used to always just go hang out at his shop and game. And we never spent any flipping money. That's dude. actually not true. I spent money. I didn't spend money. And he, and, and like, and honestly, like with years to like look back on it, I thought about like, shit, I, I was just totally loiter, loitering in this guy's store as, uh, as a kid. And it's the gaming hobby. You bought other things too. I never like, bought anything, man. Really? Like, like I, I just took I, up. I, dude, I love figs since I was a little kid. I love yeah. buying them. Yeah. Even when you buy one, it was just so, so satisfying. So anytime I'll go in and he's like, Hey, thanks for the sale, man. I was like, dude, I I'm, I'm just trying to do back pay for all the years I spent <laughs> hanging out in your shop and not buying anything. I have money now, so I will give yeah. you some of the money that I have. 
That's awesome. That's <laughs> uh, really sorry. Funny. That little side tangent down memory lane. That's but yeah. about the fourth time on the show you've apologized for that, by the way. For for hanging out at yeah. Jason's shop without paying. Has, have I brought that up before? Also, he doesn't listen. I know that. But it's really <laughs> yeah. more for my I'm, own. I'm kidding, it's I'm for kidding. my own peace of mind. I'm just messing around. So, um, but anyways, Batman and Batman and Scooby Doo number one. Support your old comic book store. Go pick it up. Yeah, dude, check it out. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. All right, we got two more things. I saw two trailers today that were pretty cool. Okay. I think they came from IGN. One was Mario versus Donkey Kong. It's got a trailer. A movie? Uh, no, it's a video game, and it looks like a platformer puzzle solver kind of thing with a local call co- co- local co-op. And uh, I think called casual mode. Any of them is. jumping over barrels? Because yeah, a little bit of that, yeah. a little bit of this. It's kind of like got some Lemmings moments and stuff in mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's got mm-hmm. some Donkey Kong Junior elements. If I you like remember some that, where Kong. you went where you went up. Oh yeah, the, two the vines. vines and stuff. Um, so how's that again? Like this. Don't got me over that's here. A vis- to climb that's, two a, reps. that's a visual um, joke, but yeah. sorry. For those of us not in the studio audience, uh, no, but it looks like a, it could be like a single pane. Okay. Like a, maybe it scrolls some, but it's not like a, it's not like a side scrolling level type thing from the preview that I saw anyway. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing was that uh, Jaws, the, the, the great movie, um, got a uh, pinball game. And I was like, I figured it was, you know, pinball arcade that's mm-hmm. on like Xbox. I figured it was that. No, it's a real pinball machine. Wow. Okay. Unless AI just tricked my mind. <laughs> Maybe um, it did, man. AI can recreate George Carlin, an hour long stand up. Which is impressive. Yeah. But uh, this actually looks pretty cool, man. I mean, when do you ever see like a modern pinball game? I mean, yeah, not very often. You know, I was actually talking to my girlfriend about that um, the other day. We went into, anytime we've ended up in like, a, you know, a random arcade or something like that, mm-hmm. I hate arcades now. Like they used to be so much fun when I was a kid. They were amazing. But it's all just freaking redemption prizes now, like stuff for tickets and stuff. Go into an arcade oh, okay. yeah, next yeah. time, and it's all just like play games for tickets. None of it's like yeah. side scrollers or shoot 'em ups or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, those are awesome. High score, baby. Yeah, yeah, it's none of that anymore. It's every every going like I took my girlfriend's nephews to Chuck E. Cheese okay. uh, some some months well, ago. Chuck E. Cheese has always had ticket games. Yeah, but that's all it is now. I think that's that is all it is now, man. I think at the Chuck E. Cheese that I remember as a kid, there was like, uh, is it Gradius or Gladius or yeah, something? Yeah. It was like one of those games. Uh, maybe Goonies Two and the arcade, whichever the arcade one was. Right. Sorry if I'm not quoting that right because I usually know this stuff. Um, and then there were some video games, but I mean, like the days of playing like Ghosts and Goblins and yeah, Double Dragon so much and Renegades and like. You know, all these millions, bad dudes in the arcade, bad Shinobi, the prince, Top Gun thing. The president has been kidnapped by ninjas. Yeah. Are you a bad enough dude to save the president? <laughs> Afterburner, you know, were the ones that moved, you know, like yeah. those were crazy. Uh, I miss, the Star I miss Wars, that, man. One of the first video games I remember playing is Star Wars Arcade, which if anybody doesn't know, I mean, I could talk retro games all night, but um, it was mind it like blew my mind. It was that and commando were like sitting next to each other yeah. and star Wars arcade. Had I known what I know now, I would have been like, mom, give this man your paycheck and let's, let's take this home. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm just, we're going to yeah. pump so many quarters so into many, this. So many games. Like, yeah. Uh, they were really cool, cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved arcades. It was good stuff, man. I, it was yeah. good times. Yeah. And it's all just redemption. Prizes and even now. some of the modern games are pretty good. I, know, too. I sound like an old man yelling at clouds right now, but no, we played the dungeon and dragons game. There oh, was yeah, another was one fun. that we didn't really get in the States too often, but, uh, there was, um, you know, off road in the arcade with the steering oh, yeah, wheels. Yeah, that was hard to steer, man. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, what else was good? Some unique ones. There was, I mean, I played asteroid or no missile command. One mm-hmm. of the two in, uh, 
in the arcade. Obviously, Street Fighter Two was a freaking revolution. Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah. Oh God, I love Marvel. Right versus now you got Capcom, you got me going man. off about arcades. Now. I know. I'm sorry, I'll stop. Terminator yeah. Two, the arcade game. That was oh, that was good. cool. And uh, Revolution X, yeah, the uh, the Aerosmith shooting game. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which was kind of because random. because Aerosmith one day just like yeah we'll license them because why not because why not let's yeah. just do this shit yeah Fun I just times. remember like walking in with all the sights and sounds and colors and stuff and mm-hmm. I mean this is back when people could still smoke in public you know it was, oh it was a different gosh. time you know that's crazy to think that that was a thing yeah wow well on that note yesterday <laughs> I know right all my troubles this is the reminiscing so far away. <laughs> the reminiscing episode there was also no crime listen you know free what? sex like it was a better time you know what man <laughs> nostalgia just ain't what it used to be it's not nostalgia anymore <laughs> bad joke sorry that was good that's good stuff that's good well we should probably uh, you want to you move on to a review get into some reviews all right let's get into some reviews so I just have a little little cliff note of a review today. I'm going to give a, uh, a spoiler-free Rebel Moon review and just kind of talk oh. about just some of my takeaways from it. Did you watch it? Or no? I, of course I did. Yeah. yeah, so we can talk about it for a little bit. Uh, I'm going to try not to give away too much if you so haven't seen it yet. Um, I we, meant to... It's. I mean, it's out. It's already broken on the internet, but um, we, we sat down to watch this on mm. purpose to review it together on the... New Year's show? Like yeah, we were going to... Yeah, yeah we, we've been wanting to get yeah. to this since uh, since the end of last month, I think, when it yeah. first dropped. But, you know, we had it pre-recorded episodes and stuff, and we just didn't get a chance to get to it. Well, then it came out later in the day than when we were going then on we the air. Than when we were going on yeah. the air, yeah. yeah. So we, we missed it. And then I think last week, um, had, I was going to talk about it, but I had to bitch about uh, the, the, the Watcher. The, so. the Watcher. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll talk about Rebel Moon for uh, just a little bit, and I'm just going to give a couple of my takeaways. And you can, of course, you know, jump in with your takeaways as well. Um, I, I only have one. All right. Well, what was your what was your? No, you, all right. First, so, yeah. uh, so Rebel Moon, it's on Netflix now. It's uh, kind of a... A hodgepodge of various sci-fi movies and westerns. Absolutely. Uh, written, and for those those of you who didn't know, uh, written originally as a Star Wars script and pitched to uh, Lucasfilm, to which they turned it down. Um, and uh, it, it really shows. Like, you can tell, like, this is definitely... Uh, I mean, it, it's basically like you took a Star Wars story and you just kind of changed the names. And, it could be an Ewoks movie for sure. Yeah, yeah, for for sure. Um, but you start watching it, and the plot is, uh, gosh, man, it's like it's directly taken from like Seven Samurai, Seven Samurai, rather, which was made by Akira Kurosawa, yeah. which is one of the greatest film directors of all time. Yeah, and believe it or not, those are kind of Western movies. They are Westerns. kind of Western movies, which yeah. is why Seven Samurai was made into another classic Western movie, The Magnificent Seven. Absolutely. So, uh, so. This and the is, hateful eight, and the hateful eight. Well, and a, that's and a different a plethora thing. of other movies. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, so it's sort of like you know the uh, the not empire comes to not Tatooine, and <laughs> uh, just comes in and like, hey, uh, everybody, we're the empire, and we're stealing your shit. Deal with it. With mm-hmm. that being said, I'm not saying they ripped off these all these IPs or anything, but the uh, the imagery is very 40k with the with the yeah, empire very much. Yeah, um, the Imperium, I think, is their the called? Imperium, which is kind of funny because the Imperium of man. Yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. it, it's it's uh so it's taken a lot from source material in a good way, like kind of paying homage, kind mm-hmm. of doing its own thing. Well, I mean, it, it got a lot of uh, flack for being unoriginal. I think there's people like this is totally unoriginal. It's a total rip off of Star Wars. But I'm like, guys, like right off the bat, they told you it was a rip off of Star Wars. Like right. Zack Snyder made no effort to hide it. He was some I mean, stuff that's not Star Wars esque. Yeah, I mean, they changed some stuff. Um, but they kind of what they changed that's not 
Star Wars, they just kind of put in with other science fiction Western tropes and stuff. You're like really that. not going to spoil this at all. It's all. Over I mean, we no, we can talk about it. That's yeah. fine. I mean, I, I, I just, just kind of like yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah. We can not, talk. Not give the story away. Yeah, I mean, you can talk about whatever, man. Like the story's it, not complete because there's can, another movie. We can do spoilers at this point. I think. I think people who wanted to watch it have watched it, and the people who you know didn't watch it aren't going to watch it at this point. So they probably don't listen to our show. Yeah, anyway. yeah exactly. Um, Dude, I like the visuals, man. I was gonna say I, I enjoyed the visuals. I, I this this movie wasn't it wasn't great. I don't think it was as terrible as people were hating on it for. It's clean, like if that makes sense. Like yeah. you know, like some of those. Uh, I always go back to that Robin Hood series that was made in like the eighties or something, the British one. Yeah, and like it looks like you're there, like yeah. a Renaissance festival, but with mud and stuff. Yeah, you know? like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and I think I've seen those on like the BBC or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. great movies. And and yes, Robin Hood was brown hair and then the actor changed and he was blonde and the rest of the series, whatever <laughs> it, it's a thing but um anything you uh, say sorry uh, sorry my phone's talking to me go ahead sorry uh, <laughs> anything you say can and will be used against you in a movie review <laughs> um the uh um the thing with that though is is you know it's clean like you know the, the there there's a planet of farmers and they're cool and they're doing their thing and um you know they get attacked by the Imperium basically or, right. or kind of um kind of what do you call it propositioned into a proposition they can't fulfill. So what do you gotta do? You gotta raise up. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um and and here's the here's one of the things I I, I embrace all this stuff. So when when Doolin says it's like the seventh samurai yeah. They collect their party. It's like a role-playing game. Yeah, right? they, yeah. they go around, party. they collect the party. Everybody's got a unique skill set, a unique set of skills. <laughs> and uh, everybody's got their uh, their character trope more than their arc. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the other thing I was going to talk about. It was it, it kind of relied really heavily on the tropes as opposed to making characters that felt real in that this are very world. unique yeah you know? and like sure like so like things that i say weren't star wars is like you got the rogue you've got the blade slinger the you dinosaur know. guy the, yeah the, the, turok the dinosaur hunter yeah, yeah. like those games like the guy's name is turek mm -hmm. and he rides dinosaurs yeah it's, it's kind of like that's where people were like oh it's not original it's like but that's a cool character having yeah. a movie um and it, the warhammer 40k stuff is you can't make a movie that's not, it's like if you know Shadowrun and then you watch The Matrix, you're like, this is 100% a ripoff, like yeah. zero original ideas. But mm -hmm. if you watch The Matrix, you're like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Right. It's it's one of those things, right? Um, so it's not bad. It's, no, it's just, not, it's it's not, just, it's not you know, bad. It's just not great. It's just a lot um, of things have been done. A couple of things. Uh, other thing, uh, the villain of the story, Admiral Atticus Noble is the main villain of the story. Um Gosh, man, this guy just felt like a caricature of a villain, like a mustache mm -hmm. twirling, tie the damsel to the track sort of meh, ha, 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 indeed, kind of villain, indeed. like like just 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 evil for the sake for evil's sake, you know what I mean? And uh, so they need food, right? So they go to that like yeah, they go to the not it's like Vikings, yeah, yeah, it's Vikings, right? Like they go to the Vikings village to get wheat, yeah, basically, and it's like you can fly across space and rip rip through time and all this stuff, but you can't grow. But but you need some farmers to like, but you need Matthew or you need Matt Damon to grow potatoes in his own poop for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, come on, you guys should have figured, figured out hydroponics like a, a, a hundred thousand years ago Yeah, know, with this technology. But, um, you know, and, and the thing is, is a lot of people got mad that the, the, the female protagonist is like, 
super badass. Well, they, they, they that's in her, it. but that's in her story though. They explain, like, it. They she, explain like she can't. She's not just some farm girl that no, just knows not. how to kick ass. No, like, she's a high level guard that yeah. has a new life. It's kind of the amnesia trip yeah. of every JRPG. Yeah, that's I mean, and that, that's fine. Now, if she was just like a farm girl that knew how to kick ass, like right off the bat, I'd be like, oh, all right, what the hell is this? But she is. But, an they, out, but she's they kind of an outsider it. in her own community and stuff. Which yeah, they do explain. But if they had leaned into the 40k stuff, this is where they could have done more with the genetic engineering of those super soldier high guards. It's like, why can she beat the crap out of all these people? Yeah. And they're pretty t- t- tough too. I mean, these guys are th- like, nobody's a slouch in this movie, you know, like, yeah. it's not like red shirts. You're going to die kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if they had leaned into something that makes her like, maybe like a negative quality, I think people would have responded better to it. And, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm tainted. Cause I, I listen to critics and stuff all the time. So that's kind of, kind of their thing, but I see that point right there, right? Like if, yeah. if she's a genetically engineered super soldier to begin with, it makes even more sense. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you know, training can take you so far and eventually you get old and then you start getting weaker again, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but she's still just as badass. And as we know, like, you know, anybody who's in a professional sport, even a football player, yes, he can still bomb a football across the field, but sure. if he works out with the team, he's going to be that much better. Right. And right. if you stop working out with the team and start farming, Sure, you're you're gonna be you're gonna be the guy from Napoleon Dynamite and be like, I could throw a football quarter mile if I want to. <laughs> I could throw a football over his mouth. Uncle you know? Kip. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to become that guy. She kind of yeah. she's kind of like Uncle Kip coming out of retirement. You know? Right. But that's every action movie, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um. Overall, though, I I, I kind of I felt like this was. Uh, I didn't not like it though. I didn't hate it. I think I just went in with I was really. Excited I would yeah, for saying it. I had really high expectations for this. Yeah. I mean, I know Zack Snyder has a lot of haters out there. Um. He's I'm got not, a lot of lovers too. Yeah, and he's got a lot of lovers. I'm I'm not really a Zack Snyder hater. I think he's 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 done some great films in the past. I think it's been a while since he's had a good movie. But um, but this just kind of really felt like a movie where things just kind of happened to push the plot forward. Just like The Watcher. Yeah. No, we, kidding. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Although in The Watcher, the plot didn't matter, which is what pissed me off about fair it. Enough, um, but I, I didn't really feel invested in uh, the plot or the strife of these characters and what they were fighting for, I think, like, was like my, my biggest issue. Was um, it? Is it? It's not Doc Tory that was in it, is it? Uh, I don't think so. Although the he, guy who's in everything, although he was in three hundred, so yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah, maybe it is. Yeah, so that guy comes in and he's like the badass general. That was a cool part. Like he's a gladiator. And yeah, like they go. Oh yeah, maybe him it was stuff. him. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like him. Uh, as I love that guy as an actor too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I mean, there's some cool stuff in there for sure. Like I'd say watch it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say pass on it because I'm gonna watch the second. Well, one. Here, here's my and ulti- go ahead. There's a four hour cut that's coming out. Of course there is. Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder has to have four hour cuts of everything. Uh, and, uh, you know, so, but, and that's another complaint that some, we're talking meta complaints, right? Of like reviewers and stuff. They're like, well, if you have four hours cut to begin with and you're going to make a sequel, that's another four hours. That's eight hours. Why don't you just make a series? Yeah. You know, and I, hey, man, I don't work at Netflix. I don't know. I don't really answer that. I don't know, but uh, it's... It, it's quick, disposable piece of entertainment. I, I didn't. I didn't regret watching it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fine for what it was. And I watched um, the first part twice. I watched like uh, yeah. a bunch of movie, minutes in the movie, and then I, I rewatched the whole thing. Yeah. Over. Yeah. Um. I, but if I'm being honest, like I think part two comes out in April, and mm-hmm. I'll have most likely kind of forgotten about this by the time part two rolls around. We're gonna watch it though. I'll watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll watch it. Like it, you know, it was fine. I'll, I'll watch part. That two. sounds like we're just like it's the softest movie ever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it just it just is. It's not it's not as terrible as everyone's saying it is. 
but it's really not that great either. You know, it's just it's just yeah, it's, it's cool. A, it's a movie. It's a cool space movie. You like space stuff? It's, it's, like it's it? a space western. I mean, you like you like space westerns and space pew pews. Watch it's a space role playing game. Yeah, yeah. In movie watch form. It. Yeah, just yeah. You, know, you know, watch it if you want. If you don't, that's cool too. I dig it. <laughs> well, that's our review of uh, Rebel Moon. <laughs> yeah. Meh. That's kind of how we felt about it. Meh. Meh. It is what it is. Well, uh, usually this is about the time we would get uh, Comic Man in here to hang out with us, but Comic Man is sick this week. My show note is N.A. He's got the flu this week. He does. Have, That's sorry. Yeah. We, we, we love you. We hope you get better. Yeah. That sucks. That's it's that time good. of the year, though. That yeah. time of the year. But let's, uh, we'll, so we're going to skip over Comic Man and go straight to... Mysterious world where we talk about the world of the mysterious and the unknown. Which a lot of times turns out to be the normal world. Yeah, sometimes. Um, but uh, to kind of fill in the blanks a little bit, we, we have two different topics we're going to head up for Mysterious World this week. Keith's got a little something he's going to talk about. I got a little something I'm going to talk about. And, I must uh, have a vacation pitch for everybody. Oh, okay. Hit kinda me. Weird. Hit me. Uh, so, yeah, what do you what do you, what do you got on the on the docket for this week? So, I, I was talking to some... Who was I talking to? It who? doesn't matter. Um, but they were like, oh, man, you do mysterious stuff. Do you know about this crazy, the most psychic town in the world thing? And I was like, what? That eh, sounds like trash. Um, but uh, it turns out this is real, right? Right in, uh, in the lovely Florida... Which of course Florida is a weird place, right? Weird Florida. There's a lot of weird things in Florida. A lot man. of weird people. A lot of a lot of Florida man down here. Mm-hmm. And uh, the most psychic town in the world is in Florida, of course. Right? Where yeah, else would it be? And you know what? I kind of remember. Like uh, we grew up in a small town. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a small, small town. town. Uh, but not uh, <laughs> room to breathe. In I a remember. Small town. I, I remember there being like gonna mi- die in a small <laughs> town. <laughs> Sorry, go, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, John Cougar. Uh, <laughs> so there was like uh, back in the day, there was like like always palm reader shops and psychic shops and stuff. I remember there used to be a lot more than there are now. I think people like sometimes I pop in there. Like it's grew, one of those grew out of it. I guess the, the, uh, sometimes did. I popped into some of those for like psychic readings and stuff. And did you really? Yeah, sometimes. It's well for me. It's like, but uh, you did that though. Yeah, I did that. But it's just like I'm just I'm paying for entertainment. Like I I don't I didn't I don't actually believe in it. I'll go along with it. But I'm basically if I walk in and I ask met. for a psychic reading, I'm just paying to be entertained for a few and, minutes. You know, always the skeptic on the show. Sure. Right? We've we've only had one actual metaphysicist guest, and then of course we have the the ghost tour guy, right? So yeah. they're, they're way more in tune to this stuff than we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'll speak for myself. Than I am, right? Um, and, and, you know, people talk about tarot cards and all this wild stuff. And I'm kind of like, ah, I don't know, man, you know, people waste a lot of money on that. But anyway, the most psychic town in Florida is, uh, it's Casa Daga. Casa Daga. Like Casablanca, Casa Casa but different. Love um, it. so it's considered to be the psychic capital of the world. It's, in Casa Daga. it's interesting for sure. And, uh, it's quite the little vacation spot actually. It's located on the highway or off the highway of I-4 in between Daytona and Orlando, Florida, and consists of a 57-acre town that, according to Trips, Discover has 55 residents of like-minded people who live and work with a strong belief of spiritualism, which is the science, the philosophy, and the religion of continuous life. And that kind of means um, they think the soul can live on forever outside the body. Think ghosts, seances. Okay. I mean, um, they're not the only people to believe of, that. There's yeah. and that's I, a I, common belief in several cultures. I'm not going to say the occult because that word's got weird. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no. Spirit, like they're, they're yeah. spiritual is not necessarily the occult. Yeah, right. uh, there's a ton of certified mediums in this town. I think like every resident is like, I don't know how you get certified in that, but that's the thing. That's what they say <laughs> on the internet, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and you can visit all these people for readings. You can connect with the spiritual realm. There's people who do astral projection, et cetera. And uh, they like to provide people with information in a positive and constructive manner, which is different than, you know, a lot of other places. Mm -hmm. um, so people have been visiting this little town for over a hundred years. Uh, it was began in the Victorian era, era, era okay. uh, in 1894 by George P. Colby, who's a traveling medium. And he was called to Florida during a seance. Uh, okay. And it's since been developed in a small and thriving spiritual community with world-renowned reputation. Um, from what I've read, he visited quite often during his life. He didn't. He didn't, he wasn't like a permanent resident there, um, but he is buried in a cemetery that's adjacent to the town. Okay. The town has a hotel, some bookstores, all like psychic kind of bookstores type thing. Okay. It's got a healing center, a little auditorium, as well as a memorial temple that was built in like a Spanish mission kind of style. And right. I think, I think a hotel was as well. Some claim that the hotel is haunted, of course, because why wouldn't it oh, be? Oh, see, now my girlfriend is going to listen to this, and <laughs> I'm going to get a text after she listens to this on her run tomorrow and say, hey, let's uh, let's go to this haunted hotel, because well, she, she lives for that stuff, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's why I was saying this is like a vacation uh, pitch more than a uh, uh, well, mysterious world thing. So, my girlfriend's going to buy it, I guarantee it. So they, they claim the hotel is haunted, but only with friendly spirits. So oh, friendly! Oh, it's yeah. a bunch of Caspers, Caspers floating around. Caspers all I, over. I, I, I do like some friendly spirits. Caspers cleaning your room. He's making your bed. He's serving you drinks. You know, um, there's several parks in the area which so, you can see some. You know, this is kind of a thing that's coming up in conversation. Old world Florida. So people mm -hmm. talk about that where you get to see like the cool mossy trees and like all that nice stuff. There's a lot of outdoor stuff in nature there. Yeah. Um, there's like a ferry walk in town that was kind of interesting. I watched a couple of videos on YouTube. Oh, cool. So you can look this place up on YouTube, and there's yeah. a bunch of people like little traveling channels that have gone there. Sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, people tour the area, think, and they've they've reported on it quite a bit, actually. So I, I think we'll go check that out. Yeah, uh, you should, you should definitely. Uh, yeah, we'll do that, and I can talk about it on the mysterious. Maybe I'll even like talk to one of those people when I go there. Yeah, and uh, see if I can convince them to like call in uh, to, to the show. I'm not going to get into the interviews that I watch with the people that live there. They're pretty entertaining. Yeah, uh, I, and I just don't want it to sound like I'm either making fun or truly believing them or anything. No, no, no. no. You're, keep it you're, not, you're not taking here. a side. You're yeah. just talking about it. All right. So, but it, the town is known as where Mayberry meets the twilight zone, <laughs> which is kind of cool, right? Mayberry is kind of the twilight zone. If you think about I it. I know. Right. Um, <coughs> so if, if there's an interest of any kind in that stuff whatsoever, um, whether it's physics uh, or psychic, sorry, mediums, astral projectors. Yeah. This lady talked about going to Saturn. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. uh, animal readings. Like somebody even brought a horse to this lady Love and it. she read the animals aura, Love all that it. kind of stuff or anything thing alike this is definitely a place to visit they have historical tours on thursday friday saturdays at uh 2 p.m mm -hmm. and they're like 15 dollars ish so they're not super expensive all right um there's a big lake there lake colby uh which is apparently really good for fishing and like i said there's like a horseshoe trail and like some other things and yeah it's it's kind of a neat little town not a whole lot on it outside of that you can definitely learn more about the guy who founded it okay um you know if you if you look it up i dig but, it but that's castadega it's the most psychic place Wow. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, I read some articles on it, and uh, when you told me to check it out, and I did, and I was just like, eh, you know what? I'll let you. I'll let you head up Casadega, and that sounds uh, that sounds like a lot of fun, man. I'll uh, I'll look into that. Cool. For show, sure, for show. Sure. Casadega, Florida, most psychic town in the world. I'm gonna jump from uh, psychics to cryptids. I love cryptids. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about some cryptids here. And, um, and I don't know, if, so, um, so my girlfriend lived up in, uh, Connecticut for like number, actually, so she, she grew up here and she lived most of like her post high school life up there in Connecticut. So I okay. texted her, I was like, have you heard of this? And she's like, no, I'm not familiar with this. So I'm going to talk about a cryptid called the melon heads. <laughs> yeah, I know it sounds funny, right? Isn't that a band? <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> Probably. Sorry. That's the lemon heads. Yeah. Yeah. That's a candy. 
Um, also a candy made in Chicago. <laughs> so the melon head, heads of Connecticut uh, are believed to be uh, large-headed, like giant-headed, short beings uh, who either sh- they're either shy, shy and reclusive, or malicious and aggressive, depending on the legend that uh, that you look into. Because there's different tales, kind so, of an urban legend. Go ahead. Are they Stewie? No, <laughs> no, I don't. I, I think they're like more dome, not football not shaped. Football. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so some of the wilder origins surrounding the Melaheads uh, insist that the beings are, and there's a bunch of different um, thoughts on these guys. They're either uh, government experience, uh, sorry, experiments gone awry, Ooh. human alien hybrids, Ooh. escaped mental patients, Ooh. or mutated inbred tribes. Ah. And uh, also uh, the most mostly <laughs> well known in. De- I'm not making this up. Uh, Also, uh, although they're best known in Connecticut, there also have been sightings apparently in parts of Ohio and Michigan as well. Mm. So this is uh, so this is definitely a North American cryptid. Now, allegedly, these guys live in the forest on the outskirts of town in a town called Shelton, Connecticut, and uh, rarely come out of hiding. Um, And some of the alleged rumors say they survive by eating and hunting small animals stray cats and some accounts even say human flesh so it's like whenever there's like a missing person in the area they're like oh melon heads got him that's interesting for sure so uh stories about a uh deformed uh deformed country people who keep to themselves go back at least a century all the way to europe so this is actually this actually dates back uh uh, a long time ago, prior to uh, prior to some of these things, and it goes across the sea. So, uh, for example, a large family of melon heads supposedly once lived in Bavaria. So that's so maybe it's like a European thing cool. that is kind of like. Uh, made its way, migrated over here. One of them jumped on the Mayflower. Must have been, right? The rest was history. Uh, Germany in the mid-19th century, apparently there were some spottings or some sightings of these melon heads. Um, also referred to as weeble heads were said hmm. to live outside Risbury, England around the turn of the century, around 1900. Okay. Uh, melon head stories began to surface in Connecticut after World War II, uh, a time, and this was basically a time when people were moving out of the cities and into the suburbs. So there's some origin theories uh, uh, as to where these uh, large-headed, mutated people came from. One claims that uh, they came from a family accused of witchcraft, and uh, they were banished into the wilderness where they survived, but inbred. And through centuries of inbreeding, they mutated into the melon heads. So they came from, <laughs> from, uh, from inbred witches. That's, that's a theory. Okay. Um, according to another theory, and this is one <laughs> I, I read, excuse me, I read this in a lot of, uh, different places. According to another theory, the melon heads escaped from Fairfield Hills hospital, a now abandoned mental institution or Garner correctional facility, which specializes in inmates with mental health problems. And so both of these locations are in Newton, Connecticut. A variation on that theme has that the Melonheads escaped from an unnamed mental institution in the 1960s. And uh, the building supposedly burned down and some of the inmates escaped and turned to cannibalism, which caused their heads to swell. I'm going to have to look for a scientific citation on that. I don't think cannibalism He's turned to He's a hydrocephalic, head- and I don't think you should be making fun of him. <laughs> Carrie Fisher quote. Great. I, I don't catch the reference, but awesome. The burbs. Okay. Now, this is the, the most popular theory that I read in a lot of places. Uh, similar melonhead stories 
surface in Ohio, Michigan, uh, there was an evil, like a mad doctor, a mad scientist of sorts, supposedly conducted experiments on orphans in Kirtland, Ohio, which was, which actually was part of Connecticut at one time since uh, the state lines moved, I guess. Okay. Um, the children escaped and burned down the orphanage and retreated into the woods. So after the experiments were done, it's like Lord of the flies. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in Michigan, the melon heads were uh, believed to have been children with uh, hydrocephalus. Is the name? That's of the... what I just said. Oh, hydrocephalus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There you Whoa. go. Abused wow. in an insane asylum in Ottawa County and eventually released into the woods. You know, our, our, our friend of ours, mutual friend, that's a doctor, actually explained what that actually was, and I always thought it was like it's like water on the knee, but on your brain. But apparently, it's not. It's something totally different. Huh? Yeah. I don't know what causes the head to swell. He man. should be on the uh, the show at some point. We should get a doctor in here to like. Good to check we get us our boy Doctor Dr. Gene. Doctor Gene, we should have Doctor Gene. Shout out to Doctor Gene. You no, know, to Doctor Gene. We, yeah. we should get Doctor Gene on the show. He'd be pretty entertaining. He's a funny guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, according to legend, uh, this is uh, talking about. The, now we're going to talk about some of the uh, urban legends. Or I mean, it's not, this sounds like a big urban legend all the way around. But uh, so this is an urban legend surrounding the Melonheads, and this is according to an urban legend of the area back in the 1980s. A group of girls from Notre Dame High School in Fairfield decided to drive around on a Friday night. I'm sorry, after a Friday night football game, and they piled into uh, they piled into a car and ended up on Velvet Street in Trumbull, where they went out looking for the melon heads. So they went in search of these things. So the girls apparently parked the car, leaving the headlights on, ventured into the woods, and after they'd walked a couple hundred feet, they heard the car door slam, and then the engine started, and the car headed towards them, and they could see the figures inside. So the the figures that had apparently hijacked the car were the size of children, but with giant heads, rags for clothes, and an orange glow in their eyes. Ooh. I know, but that's that's the urban legend. Right. Um, there's other less detailed stories that describe mysterious figures from the woods. Uh, workers who paved uh, Sawmill Road in Shelton okay. claimed that they heard voices in the woods, which could be anything really, and tree experts checking the woods for fungal infestations thought they saw strange figures lurking in the underbrush. So this is kind of like a tale that's been... It's wild. It's, it's a local legend, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so this, this is, I think, people things that people talk this about. Is, but, we like this, though. Yeah. yeah. But I'm going to talk a little bit about... Uh, I, I went looking after I read all of that. I was like, all right, well, there's got to be some eyewitness accounts of this stuff, right? Like, whether, oh, really? whether they're BS or not. Like, right. you know, but I mean, like, I don't want to just report on urban legends, so... Uh, it, which is fine, but I always want to have a, at least a couple hey, of man, eyewitness. Yeah. The Jersey Devil's got sightings. You know? Yeah, exactly. I, I at least want to have a couple of uh, eyewitness accounts to back this up. So in 2008, there was a web blogger named Alyssa Morrow who went to Wiseman Road hoping to prove what was real or what was fake. So she actually, uh, this blogger in 2008, went in search of the melon heads. And uh, this, is, uh, this is an excerpt from her blog that I'm going to read here. So she said, my aunt drove, her friend Megan, my brothers, and their friend came along. We got lost in the area of Mitcher's Mill and Wisner, but kept seeing shadows in the woods. And when we came along a black gate in the woods of Wisner Road, we all had that gut feeling. The kind of feeling that tells you that you aren't about to be in a good situation. Well, my brothers and their friend thought that it would be cool to make them not thought that it would be cool, and to make them not seem like sissies to get out of the car. Well, they walked down the side road for a few minutes, and my aunt and I got scared, so we beeped the horn several times, and they ran back to the car, all diving in. They claimed that there was something that had run across the road. Okay. 
It suddenly got extremely foggy outside. Momentarily, my brother Keith realized he lost his phone That's while running name. back to the car. Yes, a lot of people have the name Keith. Keith. <laughs> we, we were in no mood, and, and none of us had the courage to turn back. So that one, that's that kind of story is kind of a non-story, it feels like, because they were just like, oh, we got out, and they thought they saw something, and they came they running, scared. and we didn't go back and look. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, they got spooked by something they saw moving. Well, that's, that's not about really it. a Keith then, because yeah, he would have been like, Keith would have been like, bring bring this demon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making that. I can't, I can't, I can't back, back that up. That up. <laughs> so there's another story from a man named Alex. I didn't get a last name on there. Uh, from Kirtland, Ohio. Trebek. And uh, he said, while traveling down Chardon-Windsor Road, I came face-to-face with one of the beasts, and I can tell you that they are as real as it gets. I had to pee, so I got out of the car. Suddenly, I heard the car start up and lurch into gear, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw it move backwards as the headlights came on. (laughs) These things love stealing. They're like little like car-stealing leprechauns, man. (laughs) Stop it, man. You're scaring me. Uh, The headlights were pointed into the woods. Through the foliage, I saw silhouettes of the three or four shadowy shapes lumbering around. One was already on the edge of the road, moving through the bushes and tall grass towards me. From what I could make out, it was no taller than three feet and had the biggest, most bulbous head I'd ever seen. It wasn't really running, per se, as the equilibrium equilibrium caused by its disproportion only allowed it to move at a limited speed. I couldn't really get a good look at the thing through the darkness and thick of the underbrush, but in a split second, I realized that the very childhood story I had heard about from the woods may just be true. I really feared that if I didn't act fast, I would be attacked. So he finished to say... Since that time, I have never laughed when I hear the stories of the Melonheads. I don't brush them off, and I never make fun of others who are scared of them. Heed my words as a warning. Don't mess around in the woods of Chardon or Kirtland or near the Chagrin River unless you want to come face-to-face with the hideous Melonheads or theirs might be the last faces you will ever see. So... That's like yeah. creepy. So uh, yeah, so that's uh, that. When I went looking for something to talk about for Mysterious World today, I saw that and I was like, "What the hell are the melon heads?" You know, and I looked it up. So, but yeah, that's a thing. Well, you know, like if it, you know, we get to uh, the year point, right? We haven't done Mysterious World on every episode. We've done Mysterious World most as episodes, just a solid episode. Yeah, but like coming up with this stuff is pretty interesting. So we get to find out. We about get to things. go down the rabbit hole, and yeah, it's a lot of fun like, stuff we would never know about. It's pretty fun, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely it's mysterious. Well, it's, uh, that's Mysterious World for the day, uh, and usually we'll, we'll either go to uh, AI Theater, AI Theater Presents or Uncle Chuck. Uncle Chuck's out today. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I like to do AI Theater Presents, but I don't want to force it. So typically, I'll get struck with, like, now, uh, of course, AI writes it, but struck by lightning. But I always come up with, like, the prompts for it. Like, you know, right. this would be a fun idea to try, because I have somebody, you got to get it. It's the, like a conversation or something. Yeah. And, yeah. And we're like, that's fun. But, uh, you know, I, I went over, like, a couple of different scenarios and, like, fed it to AI this week, and nothing really seems worthy to bring to the show. So I was like, you know what? Let's I think sh- George Carlin won the week. Yeah, on George AI Carlin won presents. AI. The- yeah, George <laughs> Carlin being brought back from the dead definitely wins AI theater this week. So... Um, we don't have much else to talk about, but but so I figured instead of uh, <laughs> stop it, <laughs> I figured instead of AI theater presents uh, scripted delights, we talk a little bit about MegaCon because uh, I think we're going to do a show for MegaCon 
this year. Uh, not, I, not, not at a table. We'll probably do it from our hotel room. I, but, you know, I, I have suggested us getting a table. It's kind of late in the game. Nobody, for all that. We, we don't have the numbers to get a table, man. We don't yeah. have that many listeners yet. That's a good way to get more listeners. Yeah, I guess it's true or whatever. But yeah, we're, we're going to go to MegaCon next month. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bummed. Uh, you know, my, my girlfriend can't go. Unfortunately, Aww. I'm kind of. I'm, yeah, she's 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 performing in the opera. Uh, there's, there's nothing she doesn't do, man. She's incredible, but it's cool. Um, yeah. So unfortunately, unfortunately she can't go, but, uh, we're going to go and it's going to be a good time, I think. Um, but it's in 20 days, 16 hours, 48 minutes and 33, two, one seconds. seconds. (laughs) But who's counting? Um, it's, they got a time, but I mean, but let's, as, as they're, uh, doing the, the guest announcements, like, gosh, man, like, like they just announced, uh, Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd this week. You got the guest list up. I got the guest list up here. Yeah. Along with Leah Thompson and Tom Wilson. Um, so they got, they, they got like, you know, the four big people from back to the future. Um, that's going to be flipping incredible. Not fair. I don't have my guest list up. Oh, well. Well, I'll, I'll talk and you can pull it up. Okay. How about that? Uh, Alan Tudyk from uh, the voice of K2SO from Rogue One and Fireplay, also in Nightsdale, which you were talking about earlier. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. He was, um, he's been in a lot of guests and Dodgeball, right? And Dodgeball. He was uh, Steve, Steve the Pirate. pirate. Yeah. Yarr. Yarr. <laughs> Uh, so that was, uh, so that, that's pretty cool. Uh, Holy crap, man. This is, are you just, are you going down the list or did you write all these out? No, no, I'm just looking at the list here. Okay. Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson. I'm sorry, man. I, you know what? I want to. I want to meet Christopher Lloyd. The guy is really, Great, really Scott. old, and I just, I, I, if if I get a chance, if I get to go see him, I can say I met Christopher Lloyd. I don't, I, I don't want to say it like this, but with some of the guests who are getting older, yeah, and and you know some health issues and some, and of some course. cases, I, I think Christopher Lloyd's fine. I don't know what what he's got going on, but you know we got our boy William Shatner is going to be there. William Shatner, Billy Shatz. I would love to have a thirty second conversation with him just to say hey. Yeah, and, absolutely, uh, dude. Get to get to shake his hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's he's been a great big part of our life, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Christopher Lloyd's a good one. Um, you know who else is going to be there? Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. I love that. Paul guy. Bettany. Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Also, uh, Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen. So you got Obi-Wan and Anakin coming. That's going to be cool. That's, uh, I mean, I hope some of these oh, guys do so, some panels and uh, stuff. I love that. Jason Isaacs from uh, Harry Potter. And and he's also been in a ton of other oh, he's, great movies. He's, uh, he, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Also, uh, he was Captain Hook in the uh, Peter Pan remake they did, like, uh, back in the early 2000s. Cool, I didn't know that. Uh, we got a couple of Stranger Things guests coming. I'm just going to cast this whole thing out. One Piece, basically the entire cast of One Piece is mm-hmm. going to be there, which mm-hmm. is cool. Um well, okay, so now are you down by uh, Robin White and all them? Uh, we'll just we'll just roll through it. Yeah, Rob, um, Robin White, uh, who was also so basically, you get the entire cast of One Piece, you get the entire cast of well, a lot of um, uh, um, Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. You get um, uh, Princess Bride, like they're all going to be there. Yeah, right? so you got like Walshon, Carrie Yules, Robin Wright. Uh, unfortunately. They did not bring Andre the Giant back to life, but maybe with AI we with can do AI, that. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, some of the, some famous ladies that are going to be there along with William Shatner are going to be Katie Segal, mm-hmm. Gina Davis. Ow. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon. So Susan if you're Sarandon? so if you're a fan of Thelma and Louise, which I've never seen it, but apparently that's a thing. So I guess they're going to do like that a was little, a huge movie. That was a huge movie. Also, Brad Pitt's first ever screen appearance. So oh, I didn't know that. That was his first movie. Juliet Lewis is going to be Juliet there. Lewis. Like a lot of movies from the '90s, from *Dust Till Dawn*. Another guy um, I would love to meet. 
Anthony Daniels. Anthony C3 Daniels. Uh, yeah, there's actually a lot of Star Wars guests coming. You got Anthony what? Daniels, Gina Carano, who was on The Mandalorian, yeah, yeah. Giancarlo Esposito, Tamora Morrison, who was Django Fett slash Boba Fett. And also he was in uh, Breaking Bad. Also in, yeah, oh God, he's a great villain, man. Yeah. Wow. I, I love Danny Giancarlo. Danny going to be there? Oh, Danny my gosh. Danny Trejo. Um, yeah, wow. Yeah, it's uh, also uh, Sophia Botella, who was the main character in Rebel Moon. Um, oh, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuyo. Fuyo. Um, Matthew Lewis from Harry Potter is mm-hmm. also going to be there. Stephen Amell. You got you got the arrow himself. Green Arrow is coming. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I, the list goes on Ooh. and on. And Keith David, who we Anyb- love. Anybody's a fan of uh, Who's the Boss and uh, Charm. Tony Danza. Oh, We'll appreciate Alyssa Milano and uh, Rose McGowan. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yep, yep. yep. And uh, we just got word there's going to be Dude a, from Ahsoka. There's going to be a wrestling show there, like all th- like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So we definitely got to make it a point to get to one of those wrestling performances. Chris Saradin from The Princess Bride also there, but also I got to give a shout out Fright Night man. He was the vampire Fright Night, which okay. I love that movie. Right on, yeah. Uh, Felicia Day, who made the Guild, which was one of those early Xbox. Like remember when Jeez. Xbox like had a you could just watch videos. Oh for yeah, free? I remember that. Yeah, That's she was where in the I Guild. The Guild, yeah. Yeah, I actually had a friend introduce me to the Guild. Felicia, Dude, she's she's adorable. She's like adorable. Man. She's super cool. Yeah. She's She's, like, yeah. she's just really cute. What a great idea for the show. I think she wrote that whole thing and like came up with the idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, we've got... Uh, Su- who, how do you say his name? Su- uh, Suatamo, I think is... I, I, hopefully I'm not butchering it, but he was. Right. Uh, he took over for Chewbacca after Peter Mayhew passed away. Yep. Peter Mayhew actually... Actual he, Chewbacca. He, well, he was in... Um, Peter Mayhew actually was Chewbacca in Force Awakens before he passed away. And, you know, don't heckle these people, but if I see Randy Quaid, it's going to be hard for me not to scream, shitter's full. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, you know, I, I met Peter Mayhew briefly at, really? uh, at Dragon Con. It wasn't a pleasant interaction. Like, he was, uh, he, he just was very... He busy? He just, he just did not want to be bothered and did not appreciate a fan approaching him. Oh, and so, you know, I mean... Some people like to keep it a little Yeah, I mean, I, I get it, but, but also... Why are you there, though, if you don't but like But you're sitting on the floor in, like, middle of a comic book convention, dude. Like, somebody's going to approach you, and he was... I don't know. Anyways, it's yeah. neither here nor there, but I, I get it. But it's just kind of sad. I'm like, well, that's my one impression of meeting Peter Mayhew, is just he was very unpleasant. Interesting. I mean, I would have... Like, it would have been cool just being like, hey, man, I just... I don't really want to be bothered. And I would have been like, all right, man, sorry to bother you. But he just kind of, like, ripped my head off, and I was like, okay. Wow. Find Chewbacca. Wow. Go F yourself. Find Chewbacca. Fucking Chewy. Dick. Yeah. Well, if you weren't six seven, I wouldn't recognize you. Yeah. Or however tall you He was actually in a wheelchair. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Is that um, yeah, but uh, yeah, man. Uh, so that's gonna be. We got some Power Rangers. You got yeah, some Star Trek. You yeah, some, a little bit. Of everybody's gonna be um, there. But they, we also have the uh, lesser known celebrities. The the drinker's gonna be there. Oh, cool. Yeah. YouTube star, The Drinker. I want to get his, uh, The Critical Drinker is his channel, and he's got a several others. He works with uh, Mahler and uh, Chris Gore. Mm-hmm. Yep. We met Chris Gore at Dragon Con, I, too. I, and I had a great interaction with Chris Gore. I'd like to hide him again mm-hmm. um, if we run into him. Uh, also, um, I think it's Gary, right, from Nerd Erotic? Gary from Nerd Erotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think maybe X-Ray Girl is going to be there as well, if you know any of these YouTube people. I'm not familiar um, with her. But. They're like uh, they're film critics and stuff. You okay, know? and uh, they they do their thing, which is cool. And, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people watch that stuff every week. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of animation voices are going to be there as well. Nice. Um, Door of the Explorer is going to be there. <laughs> Swiper, no swiping. Your boy Frank Welker, who played uh, Skeletor. He played Skeletor, but he also played... Megatron? Uh, was it Megatron yeah, as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So to get some stuff. Katie Seagal, obviously, is going to be there, Futurama. Um, so she can do everything because she's talented. Uh, 
yeah, there's, it's it's going to be interesting, man. There's going to be uh, they've got gaming there, which we should probably go check some Here's of that stuff out. People, you know, yeah. um, gosh, man, it, it's it's going to be a good time. There's comic. Frank Miller's going to be there. Frank Miller, really? Yeah, nice. This is a big show. Yeah, this is huge, man. And, wow. And also, if, if you live in, right and I'm going to give you a little word of advice from my past years attending MegaCon. If you want to attend MegaCon and you want to say to yourself, like, you know what? I'm just going to drive in on Saturday and then Check leave. Uh, no, no, the F you're not. Don't do that. Really? Because, yeah, well, because Saturday, it gets so slammed on Saturday. Oh, that's the big day. It's huh? like not only not only can you not find parking when you get there. There's so many great artists but, that are going to be there. Uh, like traffic is backed up on the highway for miles and miles wow. and miles for people trying to get in. Some people don't even get to park like so we're we're actually going to go in on Thursday. And we have a hotel room right next door to the convention center. We go early and we stay late. Yeah. So, um, so, so if you're interested in attending MegaCon, also we'll be get signing there autographs yeah. if you uh, run into us. Yeah. At Zumundo. If, you, if you see us at Zumundo, <laughs> we'll sign an autograph for you. We won't even charge you. Yeah. If you're one of our, uh, our, our, I don't even want to say tens of fans. If you're one of our twos of fans, twos. <laughs> Come see us. We'll give you an autograph. It's fine. But we, uh, we actually we hit another thing. We we had two more countries oh, to start listening. We got to talk about our. Um, our cosplay that we're doing for for MegaCon. Uh, yeah, I, you don't know if you're gonna do it, do you? I can't. I can't. I can't pull it. Together. Well, I have a uh, I have a Skeletor cosplay that I'm doing. So yeah, if you see Skeletor walking if around, you see Skeletor could be walking doing, around, it could yeah. very well be me. Especially if I'm accompanied by the sorceress, who is uh, our friend Amanda. Yeah, she. Uh, I saw she's done an update online. She's got a uh, a fan page and you stuff. Know what, you know what we should and, do? Uh, she she has the wings look yeah. awesome, dude. You no, know, you know what we should do? What before we before we leave today? We should we should just call Amanda this, on the um, show. So we don't have a live audience, but would you guys like us to prank call somebody? Let's prank call Amanda. Yep. All right, let's call him. All right, call Amanda. We're going to do it now. Oh, I think she's at work. Right All right. Now. Well, we'll see if she we'll see if she answers. There's also an, another big thing about um, uh, tattoo artists. Before we do that, or okay. as, as you dial it in, because you probably have a phone hooked to the system. Yep. Um, there's a bunch of tattoo artists that are going to be here that are really good and really good at making comic and movie tattoos and mm -hmm. cartoons and stuff. So that's kind of cool. I didn't, I've been, I've, 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 walked, I've walked by there. I mean, they have, they have a, they basically have a tattoo booth at MegaCon. Yeah. I'd like and to you, check that and out. you walk by and you can see people like getting their tattoos and that's stuff. That's wild, so, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's yeah, like convention it, tattoo. Yeah. yeah some yeah, people, yeah, some yeah, people are into, go for it. That. Yeah. Totally go for it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just, and we're all we're talking about right now right. is people being there. Like, yeah, this whole thing's cool. It's got a huge vendor floor. Mm -hmm. Go buy stuff, comics, video games. Uh, hopefully there's some retro gaming stuff. I'm going to be, I'll be pounding around. So if you see me up there, I'm, I'm definitely pounding around the floor and checking stuff out the whole time. Yeah. Um, which will be cool. And then if you catch me at any of the, uh, I know there's some themed uh, get-togethers in the evening and stuff. There's also a bunch of meetups and, and things like community meetups. So uh, those are for fans like sci-fi groups, horror groups, anime groups, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and that's kind of a cool thing. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I definitely want to, I want to do some of the gaming this year. Um, that should be a lot of fun. I think the first time I attended MegaCon, believe it or not, was back in 1997. So I was about 16 years old. Okay. And, uh, I actually went and played a little bit of Dungeons and Dragons oh, there cool. on, that, on that day. And it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Th this was did, like, um, wait, this was before MegaCon was what it is now. It must've been MegaCon, but I heard they were doing like live action like vampire the masquerade and stuff at one point like back in the day like larping yeah yeah where you're like you're you're physically like you you know you go in and you play a character which is kind of cool like so they had a big thing i don't know if they do that anymore mm -hmm. though um but this is a big event it's uh, definitely different than uh, san diego they also have some they also have a retro arcade set up oh definitely have to have oh, to hit that for yeah. sure uh uh there's a it's a big you, 
all these things are a little different. Dragon Con has the um, the party atmosphere where everybody's just it's like a big family, right? Welcome yeah, well, home, right? Yeah. Um, and then you've got you know San Diego Comic Con, you've got New York Comic Con, you got Mega Con. There's also another Super Con. Am I is that the wrong name? The one in my yeah, area? yeah, I think it's Super Con. Yeah. yeah. So there's a bunch of these things around the world, and they're pretty interesting. And there's a million anime conventions and stuff. And I've been seeing a lot of uh, like I said with the wrap up videos last week um, of people taking videos and mm-hmm. especially with the cosplay stuff. You know, they they that's something cool and visually stunning. So you can actually like record it for the year and yeah. like lots of YouTube channels out there. And and some of them, the videos have like six or seven views, you know, like, but people are documenting a lot of the stuff and there's, there's a lot of cool things to see a lot of great booths. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it looks like a really fun event overall. Yeah, absolutely. Probably Let's, good, probably good food, you know? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, no. They, they've got like a, uh, they've got like a food court set up in there though. But okay. I mean, it, it's really expensive, but you know, yeah, fair but it is what it is. But Orlando's got good food. Yeah. And, and great culture and stuff. You know, Atlanta's uh, actually quite the big music town now and stuff too. So there's other things to do adjacent to that. Yeah. You know, that's absolutely. Cool. And, and maybe since Megacon actually closes, unlike right, Dragon right. Con, yeah. we'll probably get, we'll probably get into some other stuff in the evening. Yeah, it's and not stuff. a twenty four seven. We'll we'll thing. definitely do one of the after parties mm-hmm. and stuff. There's like an eighties theme one or like a video eighties toy themed. That's it. Yeah, which is like perfect for Skeletor. Absolutely, so, I think that counts. Well, let's. Uh, Let's let's surprise ring uh, Amanda and see if we can get her on the line before we close out today. I don't know if she's going to pick up or not, but uh, you, um, our friend Amanda is always so we're just like, going to record and see what happens. Oh yeah, we'll just we're just going to call her and see what happens. Uh, but I'm, Amanda's I'm, always like, "Why can't I be on the show?" I got five on it that she doesn't pick up. Her phone. All right, that, I, I I would take that bet. Actually, yeah. I, I I'd agree with. You. She's probably not going to pick up the phone, but we're going to give it a try. Let's call let's call our friend Amanda, uh, who's really big into cosplay and attends the cons. Maybe with she us. can take a break. Yeah, who knows? All right, hold on. All right, here we go. We're gonna we're, we're calling on Amanda. She has no idea we're calling her for this. Uh, I don't know if she's gonna pick up or not. Maybe yeah, not. I don't know. Let's find out. Hold on, wait a minute. You know, real people got real jobs. Here we go. That sounds like you're calling. I'm calling from space. <laughs> I told I told Richie and then we're calling her. <laughs> I don't think she's gonna answer. No. We'll see. Hold on. I said my bet is she doesn't pick up. <laughs> oh, hard she's, no. She's not going to no pick up. Fun. Uh, all right. I guess she's not. She's not picking up. We can up. just edit that out. No, that's all right. We'll leave it in. It's fine. It's part of the show, man. It's fine. No yeah, big deal. Whatever. All right. Well, we'll we'll get her on there to talk about cosplay. Should we uh, prank call at, somebody else? <laughs> you want to prank call somebody? Well, like somebody we know, who's uh, who would be a great guest instantly on the show? Uh, Besides, you know, like Nino or somebody can talk about. Uh, hold on, we should give them because they obviously got to talk about something that's relevant to the show. That's cool, fun. All right, Amanda didn't answer. Uh, let's call in our dungeon master for the current campaign we're running. Let's the see if he's. Dungeon master. I don't know if he's going to answer or not. Let's see. We're we're going live to call in Ian Mendelson. He's gonna on like, Zoom on a podcast. He's gonna be like, Why the hell are you calling me? I don't consent to this. <laughs> Here we go. Zumundo calls. Zumundo calls. Zumundo cold calls. Zumundo after Zumundo cold calls. That's funny. <laughs> That's we should, awesome. do, they should do that. This, this is, is a funny. new bit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's... Oh, no way he's picking up. Boring. <sighs> Call Blaze. Shh. Oh, he did not answer. No, he didn't. No, he did Actually, not. He, did, he definitely did not answer. Oh, man. Oh, wait, wait, he, he's calling back. He's calling back. I meant, hello. 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 Oh, shoot. Hold on. Let's try one more time. Hello. 
<laughs> we can't get them. Uh, hey, hey, Ian. Ian, you are live. You are live on Zumundo Cold Calls, baby. Uh, I'm live on what? Zumundo oh, wow. Cold Calls. You're on the show. <laughs> Third time's a charm, man. Uh, we, were, we were we were messing around and we we're like, let's like let's let's just let's just call somebody that we know randomly and get them. Messenger. Yeah, and well, I was like, they're, 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 that can't be real. Yeah, no, no, it was real because the the um, the internet connection works better than the phone connection in the house, so we were trying it that way. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, so for those of you who don't know, Ian is our DM in the current uh, campaign that we're playing. First of all, you consent to be on the that show, correct? Right? Do you consent to be on the Zumundo podcast, Ian? Uh, I do. I do consent to be on. Uh, okay. Yes. Okay. Great. You can't sue us. Best day awesome. ever. <laughs> So Ian is uh, are currently the DM in the game that we're playing right now, and it's uh, kind of like a modern-day Florida organized crime setting, but with like magic and fantasy and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Yeah, it, 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 it's cool. It's different. I dig it. Oh, I appreciate I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, what what? So so this is actually um, so we've been playing for a while, and this is the first game that uh, Ian's DM'd, and uh, he, he's knocking it out of the park. But I, I got to ask you, man. Like, what was your inspiration for, um, for like this campaign setting? Like, what made like you know, like why Florida, why modern day setting? Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, where you, you want the answer? That sounds good. Oh no, no just, yeah, whichever, whatever you think is most entertaining. How about that? <laughs> the 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 honest answer is I stole the idea from Stubbs, our friend Stubbs. Oh, really? That was Stubbs's <laughs> idea. Yeah. So so he he had the idea, and we like one night. When we were not doing the other campaign, I play with them. Right. Was hanging out. He brewed up this encounter, um, which was, and he was like, "The setting is Florida, but it's you know, all, all the all the regular D and D magic stuff exists." Um, and we we went through just the beginning aspect of it, and never, and then never did anything with it ever again after that. Uh -huh. And I was just like, I really liked that mechanic, and you guys experienced it. It was the fight against the giant shark guy on the boat. Oh yeah, that yeah, was, yeah, that, was fun. that was yeah. that was a fun opening so segment. For people don't know. Yeah, our, um, so that, oh, sorry, I was going to say our campaign opened up and uh, and fin finished the story out with it. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, Nice. Yeah, yeah, we end up fighting a uh, shark pirate surrounded by sharks with it's more it. sharks and shark people on the boat, and it was pretty fun. That was uh, how the campaign opened up. It was pretty interesting, big mystery. Yeah, it, it, I was gonna say it was it was a pretty big fight for an opening, um, <laughs> especially since you guys were pretty sure you were gonna die from the very. No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know. So this was a uh, this was just uh, but a yeah. No, okay. um, go ahead. It, it was, it, and also to be perfectly honest, since it was you know the the first campaign, like full campaign, I was ever DMing. Um, much like work on my part in terms of building the world or knowing because I was like we live here yeah, we all yeah. know this stuff so so I don't have to put too much effort into that I can put it more into just the actual plot of the story yeah right? it's like, just it's a, it's a fantasy mirror image of the world in which we live basically yeah. with it's like, so, like so, an eighties so flavor like, instead of biting off all I can chew and coming up with something completely made up which is way more work than I was willing to do right yeah, right <laughs> hey you got to start somewhere right yeah exactly. But yeah, it's 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 a modern day it's a modern day fantasy dungeon kind of like you, uh, if you think like the Disney film Onward, kind of f similar to that sort of, but not as yes. cartoony. Oh, like yeah. Bright yeah. or something. You're yeah, right. Bright. Yeah, yeah Bright. Uh, bright got brought up bright a lot. Is, that was the comparison that uh, Doolin made originally when I came up with the idea. Yeah, and, and for those who are listening, Bright is the Will Smith like modern kind modern of modern fantasy. It's fantasy. like a, it's like yeah. a buddy cop drama sort of, but it's like a but it's a modern day it's, fantasy it's, with like Will Smith is like the cop. And he's a bit racist towards orcs, and his partner ah. his partner is an orc, 
in, uh, in the, it's, well, it reminds me of alienation almost. Yeah, a little bit. Kind of weird, right? Yeah. Kind of funny. But uh, yeah, anyways, Ian, we were like sitting here Jacob's chatting. Jacob's character is racist against goblins. <laughs> Which character is? I say Dakin's character is pretty racist against goblins. Oh, well, and that sucks because there's two goblins in the party, and I'm one of them. So, and he his his name his name is actually like unintentionally is a racial slur, which he didn't. He like when we it's like, not a, yeah, it's not a real one. Well, no, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like when we told him that, we're like, you know, that's a slur, right? And he's like, what, really? It's no, a, it's a nickname <laughs> for my guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, goblin, goblin. Slurs. Luckily, it's just a slur for Italian people, not oh, really any brutal. real margin. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so it's not. It, it it could be a lot worse. It's not that bad. I know. There's uh, for, for, it, are, if you're familiar spe- with, and it's spelled differently. Yeah. yeah. Are, are you familiar with uh, with uh, comedian Pete Holmes? And he, of he course, yeah, I he, love Pete Holmes. He talks about he he talks about like you know, uh, playful racism is kind of like yes. one of his bits. He goes, he goes, you know, I'm hanging out with my Italian friends, and nobody really like seems to really have a problem when they go, hey guys, anybody want to get the pizza? Oh, man. That's horrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we, uh, we watched his most recent stand up on Netflix. It was really fun. My guy in this uh, campaign is a ripoff of Keanu Reeves's Johnny Utah. Uh, <laughs> Tommy California, right? Ripoff. Yeah, Tom, Tommy C. Tommy California. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, he happens to be a, a mermaid, basically. A mer- what do they call it? Uh, well, he's a triton. Yeah, triton. Yeah, or he's got legs. Yeah, he's got legs. He can, but he he's, can swim he's real a, good. He's he's basically kind of a seal. He's merfolk. Merfolk. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's, he's not a he's not a seal. Yeah, my girlfriend is a seal. Your girlfriend is a seal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a it's he's a pretty a pretty wild wild campaign wild story so far. It's been interesting. Yeah. It's it, it it's been fun. Um, it uh it it it's gonna get pushed along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slow, I, slow, I, I was being a little too hands off at the beginning. Yeah, Ian, slowly, slowly but surely. You know, sometimes sometimes a little bit of railroading is good to just sort of like, you know, you you, you kind of want to give your players like an open sandbox kind of world, but then yeah. sometimes the players just look at you and be like, dude, what 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 do you want us to do, well, man? Especially like, when you, well, you run and, out of and, clues, and, you know. And I, was, and I was telling you the funny thing about that was because the other campaign I play in that I've been in for like four years that's been going on for like six is just a sandbox. So that's kind of what I was used to. And so I was like, all right, cool. I'll set it up and then you guys can figure out what you need to figure out. And after a while, I was like, they don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> they want a little more plot driven. And also, uh, Amanda and I, my wife, we've been watching a bunch of like Dimension 20 stuff. And I've been, I've been watching Brendan Lee Mulligan. Yeah. GM, and I've been like, yeah, you know, sometimes... Sometimes you push things in the direction you wanted to go, regardless of what actually happened. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Well, it, you know, it, it's so weird it's in, in Dungeons and Dragons when you're the DM because you have to find a balance and like there's yes. a um, yeah. there's a definite um, there's there's a definite want to like drive the plot, but as in like my experience as DM, if you push that plot too hard, the players yeah. are always going to go the opposite direction. But then on the flip side. If you give them too many options, they just look at you like, "What do you, what do you want, what do you want us to do, man? Where are we supposed yeah. to go?" <laughs> That's what I was doing. It was kind of like you can do literally whatever you want. I don't care. And you were like. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Nope. That's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, Ian, we we just talked a little bit about um, MegaCon and uh, mentioned a little bit of Renfest. Are you are you looking at any big events this year that you're going to go to? What Renfest? Yeah. Well, I know you're going to yeah. Renfest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we're um, well, yeah. Well, we're all we're going to Renfest. Yeah, we're going. I don't have any plan. I don't have any plans to go any cons because it always works out that the cons I'd want to go. That you know, I have my kids, and I'm not gonna. Fair enough. Yeah, to a con when I got my kids. Yeah, under understandable, understandable. 
But uh, yeah, we were just uh, we we were kind of at the tail end of the show and just kind of messing around. We're like, let's let's do some cold calls and like call some of our friends and, and get them in there. And we're oh, like, we're saying call, like, who do we call? Like, called? let's call the D. Uh, we called uh, we, we tried to call Amanda, not yeah. not your wife Amanda, our other friend Amanda. Yeah, yeah, no, I know Amanda. Yeah, we tried to call Amanda. She didn't pick up. Uh, and then we're like sitting there, like we had we had the show on pause. Like, who do we call? I was like. Let's call. Let's call our DM. Let's call Ian. We'll yeah, talk about DM. <laughs> talk a little D and D. Yeah, yeah, just to kind of close uh, out the show and everything. Well, what? Um, well, well, that was. Well, this has been fun. Yeah, what, you what, got uh, to be on the show, man. Can I ask you one question? So you you saw the uh, the new D and D movie this year. What did you think about that? Oh, oh, did we lose him? I think we lost him. Call might have dropped. Oh, uh, yep. Call dropped. We'll keep your feet on the ground. <laughs> nope. Wait a minute. No, he's still on. He's still on with us. I'm just not hearing him anymore. Oh no! I get really bad service in here. Yeah, fair enough. What are you gonna do? All right. Well, Ian, if you can hear us, man, uh, th- thanks for thanks for coming on with us, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you here real soon, bud. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and just hang up. The well, phone. that was there fun. That was Zumundo fun. Call calls. Uh, that's a thing now. Yeah, well, hey, Zumundo call calls. You know, that's just us messing around with a little bit if of time. If you we keep had left. listening, maybe it can be you. Maybe it could be you. But if you have something you want us to talk about, give us an email at zumundo at outlook and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about your topic on the air. That's just something. That's just something we like to do, and especially if it's mysterious or uh, you know, comic or pop related culture. pop culture, comics, video games, uh, mm-hmm. role playing games, all that good stuff. All that good stuff. Yeah. All uh, right. I got to give one one thing. You, you saw that picture I sent right earlier. Which one? So we had uh, another person um, uh, subscribe to the show today. Uh, she works at a restaurant and drew the Superman symbol on the, the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that was awesome. I still have it. I, I almost brought it up here. Like, I got to cut the top off that just to show everybody because that was really cool. All um, right. That's pretty neat. Oh, yeah. I saw that. She drew the, super, drew the Superman S on and your, the, like, the, to go uh, play to river. Yeah, yeah. And the other, the the not double shout out was my buddy Stash actually uh, yeah, uh, texted us this morning. It was like, oh, dude, thanks for showing the show. That was super cool. We love those interactions. Like, and, and we love all of you. Our yeah. audience is great. Um, and all, all, all twos our of them. future audience is also great. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully if, if you're part of our future audience, listening to back episodes and stuff, Hey, we appreciate you, man. Thanks for, Absolutely. thanks for jumping. It doesn't matter when you jumped in, but as long as you jumped in, we appreciate this you. Is, this is always a lot of fun. So. This is a, yeah, this is a, this is a good time. I always have fun doing the show, man. It's a great hobby and it's just a passion project that me and my buddy decided to sit down and do, uh, you know, this guy sitting across the table from me, uh, we have been friends for like almost 30 years now. I think it's more than that. Uh, yeah, we met when we were about 13 it's probably years old. 93. Yeah, we're yeah. not we're not at 40 years. Uh, I met we met when we were about 37th grade. I think we met in 7th yeah, grade. So we kind of like We were kind of acquainted in 7th grade and we became friends in 8th grade. Really good like, friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I can't quit you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew how to quit you. Not that kind of friend. Though. <laughs> I wish I knew how to quit you. <laughs> it's, pl- it's platonic. And totally. I love you because I realize platonic love can't exist between two grown men. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just something we, we really have fun doing every week. And uh, oh, if, you're, blast, if you're, if you're, if you're joining in with us, uh, we appreciate you guys. So thank you so much for that. And uh, let's go ahead and bring it to a close for Zoomundo podcast. I'm Doolin. And I'm Keith. Have a Zoomundus week, everybody. I can't wait to see who we run into at MegaCon. This is gonna be it's going to be a good time, man. Like, yeah. do you think of like, all the fun people we saw at DragonCon? Dude, so many. And yeah. there's going to be so many people at MegaCon, Those interactions man. are great. Yeah. It's always a good time. Maybe we'll run into the ghost of Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem. Keep your feet on the ground and yeah. keep reaching for the stars. <laughs> and awesome. Casey Kasem brought back to life by artificial intelligence. Such great impressions. I've got some letters I'm going to read. <laughs> First letter comes from the ghost of George.